Welcome to episode two of the Booth Review with Brendan Higley and Nathan King. Today we're going to be talking about the NFL with Tom Brady's retirement and we talked about the Sean Payton trade and a few other things including the Pro Bowl and what we'd change about it. We'll be covering basketball, some of the major upsets this year, and we'll be covering that big Kyrie Irving trade along with LeBron going closer to the all-time points record. Um, NHL, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the All-Star break and we'll hit a few other sports news. Um, Brandon, how are you doing today? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty great. Um, so yeah, first off, Pro Bowl, NFL, still kind of a joke. They changed it this year to flag football. How do you feel about that? I feel like the last few years, it's it's been a lot of flag football anyway. So, I mean, I don't really disagree with the one that's doing it, but... I don't think they should, should play the game anymore. Yeah, I, there were people upset, obviously, that it was flag football this year, but they really haven't hit at all in the last no. decade, it seemed. Um, I kind of do miss when it was back in Hawaii when you had, like, Rice or you know, all that playing. Um, I feel like they were, were more intense. You had players like Sean Payton with big hits. So. They were pretty competitive. So Yeah, they actually cared about the Pro Bowl. Um, I don't agree like that they should have it, like you said. I feel like they should definitely get rid of the Pro Bowl at this point. Pro Bowl nods don't really mean much. No, um, not much. It's not much of an honor anymore because you look at some of the names that made it this season and you kind of like scratch your head and you're like, why would that guy make the Pro Bowl? Yeah, I mean, um, you had a few that didn't make it and then you had um, Tyler Huntley make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> and just name, you know what? And he had, I think he only had, he had less than five touchdowns for the year. He had two. Two, three picks, right? Yeah. 400 something passing yards. Yeah, so yeah. numbers like that, I feel like, you know, you, that's Brock Osweiler numbers going in there. <laughs> Maybe even less, and he's making the Pro Bowl, which really goes to show that anyone can make it at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to let Tyler Huntley into the Pro Bowl, you got to let Zach Wilson into the Pro Bowl. You got to let Mac Jones into the Pro Bowl. You have to let my mother into the Pro Bowl. You just <laughs> have to get, like, a lot of people in there because, like, it's, it's embarrassing. No one wants to play. You have so many opt outs anymore. You had. Roger Saffold make the Pro Bowl for the Buffalo yeah. Bills. And yeah. while he had a great season with the Titans last year, this year for us he gave up the most sacks on our team other than Questenberry when he played, which goes to show that he's just really not that great, but he made the Pro Bowl due to opting out. It's not a, it's not a game that you're going to go out of your way to watch on TV or buy a ticket for. It's just kind of gross. Yeah, I looked at – I saw a few highlights. You had a lot of celebrities in there. You had Pete Davidson. You had Snoop Dogg. And it's just become like – why? Yeah. I just don't see the point. Um, you had, was it uh, Trevon Diggs, Stefan Diggs? Uh, yeah, Stefan threw a pick. I mean, that was kind of interesting. But other than that, it's just the Pro Bowl isn't what it used to be at all. One thing I miss about the Pro Bowl is the old uh, long-distance throwing competition. That was one of my favorite things, watching the guys try to throw the ball 70 yards. I think it would be interesting now with uh, Mahomes and Allen and – Guys like that. He's like Herbert too, and yeah. It's, you don't see, you know, it's kind of like you want to see that. Obviously, Mahomes would probably never compete because he's always in the Super Bowl. Uh, But (laughs) I I think it'd be interesting to see all the players just compete and try things like that. And I think another one would be, like, just have the players race. Yeah, 40-yard dash, like, laser time it. Yeah. Let them go separately so they don't have to worry about the, uh, like, next to each other. But you could do it next to each other. You just have to space them out, but. Yeah, no, I think it'd be really cool. I mean, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf. Yeah, even like Michael that. Parsons. Yeah. Too, but I feel like Tyreek would probably dominate. It'd be, it'd Tariq be cool to see who's cool. Tariq Woolen's really fast, yeah. yeah. So it'd be fun to see who the fastest player is. It'd be fun to see who could throw it the farthest. There's a few competitions that 
I think would actually be really entertaining other yeah. than what they have now. I, I do like the best hands. I think the best hands is interesting, and I would do watch that. But Best hands is fun. Uh, they have also catch one. They had, like, coolest catch this year, yeah. which I, I don't know. It's... It's kind of weird. They, tr- I guess they're trying to go for like a dunk competition, like flashy and all that. But even it, it just doesn't match up. I feel. No, it's not really a good fit for the football. No, it doesn't work that well. So, like a, a truly great catch, you can't just be like, "Here, I'm going to do a great catch now." Like that's yeah. not really how it works. No, it kind it's got to be on the really. Yeah. So I feel like it's just it's not as exciting as it once was at all. And I feel like there was definitely alternatives that they could do. Like, yeah. even if you have, like, I know a few years ago they had him play Madden, I believe, some of the players. I feel like even that was more entertaining than watching the actual game. Yeah, I mean, it's not what it used to be. It's not even an honor anymore. People don't look and say, how many Pro Bowls did this guy make? I mean, they look at all pro. They look at uh, single individual awards, Yeah, his- Super Bowls. They don't look at Pro Bowls. Historically, you could look at Pro Bowls. You see guys like <laughs> Lawrence Taylor, you're like, he has, you know, this many Pro Bowls. Reggie White has this many, but now, like... Tyler Huntley has a Pro Bowl now. Roger Saffold yeah. has another one. I feel like all pros definitely speak a lot. There's no numbers. planet where Tyler Huntley and Derek Carr deserve to make a Pro Bowl this season in the and, AFC with the quarterbacks that they were there. Yeah, and even with the votes and everything by the players, and you, you have players that get snubbed constantly. Like Matt Milano didn't make it when he made first-team All-Pro. Last year, Jordan Poyer didn't make it. He made first-team All-Pro. Alex Highsmith, 14 sacks this season for the Steelers. Yeah. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. TJ Watt made the Pro Bowl playing like eight or nine games which he's like, still ridiculous but he with being hurt all season the pro bowl is kind of crazy you know yeah so i feel like the pro bowl is kind of less that of a honor anymore more like here go have some fun for the weekend yeah um other news tom brady retired again uh, again same date again february 1st uh i think this time is going to be his last time definitely retiring it sure points that way yeah um, last year when he did it, I thought he still had a little bit left in the tank. But after watching him play this year, I think he's he's content with being done. I mean, he's got nothing left to prove. He already lost his family over the yeah, game of football. All that. So, I mean, he's I think he's ready to settle down. Uh, yeah, and what like you said, nothing more to prove. Tom Brady has the passing record for yards, playoff yards. Touchdowns. Playoff pass touchdowns, uh, regular pass touchdowns. Yeah. Super Bowls. Super Bowls. How many does, it, does he have? Seven? Six yeah, or seven? seven? Seven, yeah. Which is more than most teams have. Actually, more, it is than, more than any team. Any team, yeah. yeah. Um, because the Steelers have six. Pats have six. Pats but have six. He is, he's got every one of them. So. Yeah. And then plus one with the Buccaneers. Yeah. And who else has six? Nobody. One more team. No. Nobody? Just those two. Just those Steelers two. Cowboys have five? Cowboys have five. Cowboys have five. Niners have four or five. Mm hmm. Tom Brady also holds the record for both regular season wins and uh, playoff wins. Yeah, he has the one of the highest winning percentages all time, and I think it's a stat that he's more likely to make the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make it three uh, <laughs> by percentage. Yeah, which yeah. is because he made it ten times in twenty-one seasons, just under fifty percent. Well, Curry shoots forty-three percent for his career, so that's yeah random, but it's ridiculous if you look at numbers. You can't say anyone else is the goat. He's the Michael Jordan, LeBron James of football. He's like the Messi of football. Yeah, he's he's un- the number one name of all time in the NFL, undisputed. And I I used to think that you know I I would argue for a few years. Look at Joe Montana, you know players like that. I I probably had a bit of a bias being a Bills fan, but yeah, I mean you want to hate him, and you you do hate him, <laughs> but 
you've got to respect what he's done. Yeah, better guy, I think, has a bucket a year. But I feel like definitely playing him twice a year where he dominated us and threw out the whole drought growing up knowing we have to face Brady. Yeah. Definitely made me dislike the guy, but you can't deny what he's done. Tom Brady is a phenomenal talent. There's years where the Steelers, me rooting for the Steelers, would go into the playoffs. We'd be 13 and three, 12 and four, and I would have zero faith that we're getting out of the AFC with Brady being there. Just yeah. no faith because he owned us, he owned Kansas City, he owned Buffalo, he owned everybody. And I feel like he kind of passed the torch as much as, as corny as it sounds with Patrick Mahomes right now. He's Getting through him in the AFC is not an easy task. It's ridiculously hard, yeah. obviously. That's why with Patrick Mahomes back there, it's in the playoffs you always have to fear for him no matter what team he has around him. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes, he doesn't lose either. So it's almost like there was really no drop-off from Brady to Mahomes. Like no. One team feels like the Chiefs are going to dominate the AFC for 15 years now. Yeah, him, Andy Reid as well is just a phenomenal coaching talent. Um Sean Payton was in a trade this week, uh, went from the Saints, which he was retired, but he was still under contract, so he went from the Saints to the Broncos, uh, was first-round pick, and the second-round pick, I also believe, for um, to get Sean Payton. I think it's definitely something that the Broncos need if they want you know, to go in a positive direction with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, obviously, first of all, Sean Payton's a great coach. Yes. Um one of the best of our childhood. Yeah, our generation, watching. I feel, yeah. But, but I do not think that any head coach ever is worth a high-round draft pick, let alone two of them. They're, I think they're at a point where they realize they have to go all in, even though they tried last year, but they have to go all in or they have no chance. Russ Wilson's aging. He's got a lot of money on the books. you got to try to go all in now. But feels like they're, you could have gotten a better name even – gotten him for less than what they offered. I mean, yeah, a first-round pick that is a guy that you're investing at least five seasons of your future in. See, the Bron- For a head coach who is older, has health issues, hasn't coached in over two years. Yeah. And I like Peyton, but I think that the Broncos are just the train wreck right now. They were projected. People were saying maybe they're going to you know, win, win their division. They're going to win the AFC West. And then they get there. Or, well, obviously, Russell Wilson gets there, and they – they kind of fizzled out immediately. They showed no offense at all. Their defense would look good at times, but Russell Wilson looks to be aging, and maybe it was the system he was in with Hackett, but I feel like it's trading away all draft picks they did for Russell Wilson and then trading all the our picks away for Sean Payton. It looks like they have no future. It uh, goes to show you can't really purchase talent and succeed right away. Well, the Rams did. The Rams then, did, but, now but they're done. look at yeah. them now. They have no future. The Rams just got so much talent that it didn't matter, but the Broncos tried to trade for their franchise quarterback that was already on the other side of 30. Yeah, he's not Peyton Manning. No. I mean, they got pieces. They got Javante Williams, who I like. Mm-hmm. I really like Patrick Sertan, obviously. Um, got rid of Bradley Chubb. Yeah, they pretty much got rid of Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. Theoretically. Yeah, yeah. because I, I believe that's the same pick. And, um, but I still think that they don't have enough pieces to compete, especially in the same division as uh, Kansas City and the Chargers. Yeah. You see, and the Raiders, if they can get a quarterback. If the Raiders can get a quarterback, or better coaching, I feel, at this right. point. But I, you see two sides of going all in. You go all in, you 
it's like the Broncos just did. They completely failed, but you also saw that the Rams did their goal. They won their Super Bowl. Even if they fizzled out this year, they have that championship. I think to show they, for I it. think they would take that trade off every every day of the week. I would take that trade off as a yeah. Bills fan. I don't care if we were terrible for twenty years. We win a Super Bowl. I'm happy. Totally worth it. So. I just you have to be smart if you're going to go all in. Yeah, it has to be educated. I feel like you, the, the Rams already had a good team when yeah, they did it. That's right. The Broncos they were a quarterback away and they got a quarterback. Yeah. The Broncos very not so far. even close to being ready, and they went out and got Russell Wilson. And it feels like they tried to skip a couple of steps in their process. Yeah, you were saying um, they got a franchise quarterback. Don't underestimate Jared Goff though with the Lions. He actually had a really great season, especially to finish off. And I feel like he's become a very underrated player. I agree. I think he's a very good pocket passer. He's got the ability. He's got a lot of arm talent that's very underrated. He's obviously a number one overall pick for a reason. Yeah. He, uh, he got the Rams to a Super Bowl. He did get him to a Super Bowl. He, he just. In the suit, they they put up points the whole postseason. Yeah. But once they got there, they put up three in an absolute stinker. And Jared Goff just it was, after that kind of maybe his confidence was hurt or something. But he just kind of did checkdowns. Even at the time, at the time, I thought the Rams lost that trade. I mean, they won the Super Bowl. Obviously, yeah. The Lions got a guy who's still on the younger side of his career. He's a very good passer in the pocket. He's won games before. And they got first round picks for that, I believe. Yeah, they the Lions have with their like payout for that whole like the whole trade there have absolutely won the trade in my opinion. But I feel like like I said with them winning the Super Bowl, the Rams didn't lose. No, but the Lions definitely have gotten their success a lot better. They have good coaching now in there. Uh, it's what it seems, and it looks like the Lions are ready to make a big turnout turnaround. Yeah. I don't think there was any losers in that deal. Definitely not. Um, Brock Purdy, he's going to be out for at least six months. We saw um, with his injury that just came out. Uh, he went into the game injured when he came back. It's mm-hmm. no surprise he didn't really do much when he returned for a few plays. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting what the 49ers do at quarterback next year. Um, I think it came out that they're not going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan said that he doesn't picture him on the team, which when the coach says that, it probably means you're not going to be on the Especially team. Especially a coach like Shanahan. Yeah. He is. He's all business. And he runs that offense, even uh-huh. though he's that coach. He's one of the best offensive minds in football. Completely agree. Shanahan's a genius. And the pieces they have, like I said, most talented roster, they have three quarterbacks that can win. Yeah. Uh, where do you think Garoppolo's going to end up, though? If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm, I'm thinking about not the result that happened here, but I'm thinking about taking a similar route that Mitch Trubisky took last season. Mm-hmm. And backing up someone? And backing up somebody and learning and maybe trying to find a starting position after that mm-hmm. because that really re-upped Mitch Trubisky's value almost, it seemed like, because he failed miserably, sat behind Josh Allen, who's obviously a top three at his position. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, apparently, he's a starter quality quarterback again, even though we saw that he wasn't. Yeah, so I feel like if you get like a good head coach, like we had a good offensive mind that developed quarterback, quarterbacks with Dable when Trubisky came in, if you get – Garoppolo behind someone that can maybe develop him a little better, or like even though he's a little older in his career now, someone that can sit behind where he can get back into a starting role. I mean, all it takes also is one one play, and he's in there. But if we he saw that with the Niners twice this year, three times. But if he wants to start now, I could see him going to Vegas maybe, and a big one. I could see him as a Colt. Another one maybe, uh, the New York Jets. 
The Jets a are a team that I believe could be built to win as long as they don't have downright terrible quarterback play. Yeah, um, even if not amazing, Garoppolo is a great manager, like a time manager, game manager, and he can still win games. He knows what he's doing at the quarterback position. So I mean, they got receivers. They're going to have a run game. Mm-hmm. They got a pretty solid D. See, the Colts are in a coaching situation right now, but you can't. The Colts still have a talented roster despite how miserably they failed this year. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan obviously just. Too old, didn't pan out. Yeah, uh, Sam Ellinger. Yeah, not Matty the Ice. Yeah, Sam Ellinger is definitely not the answer. Uh, he, Matty Ice was ice cold all year. Yeah, he didn't have a very good year. Yeah, so um, poor. You know, Matt Ryan is still going to go to the Hall of Fame. I feel you know, great quarterback in his prime, but mm-hmm. prime fizzles out eventually. Father time has caught up with him. I feel like it's he's about done. So I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, if he really like wanted to start. And, you know, get paid, he could easily go to both those, especially with the Colts being pretty much a retirement home for yeah. older players where they take, you know, unproven quarterbacks and I think um, fail. <laughs> but we'll see what happens in the draft maybe. And I think he could also be a candidate to go somewhere where a team takes a quarterback early in the first round and kind of play before they get a chance to go out there. Say a team that takes a chance on like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, yeah, whatever team takes them. I mean, they that would be a really good guy to sit behind for a year, watch him how he does it. Yeah, he's still learn from him. He's still he, pretty he's good at his position. Yeah, he, he wins games. And yeah. he's been in two really good offensive systems. He sat behind Brady in New England, mm-hmm. and he was with the Niners, obviously. So, no, completely agreed. I think Garoppolo has a lot of choices. It just really depends on what he's feeling and what offers he's actually given. I feel like we'll see him suit up, obviously, as a starter sometime next year. Mm-hmm. For to, No matter what team it's for, I feel like a player will probably end up sitting behind him, or he might even sit behind, but I do see him seeing the field at least a few times. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously too talented not to get his chance mm-hmm. because if he is going to be a starter, it's not going to be for one of the top-end teams in the AFC or NFC. So, I mean, he'll get most of the looks there, but... Yeah, the AFC quarterback department right now is ridiculously stacked. Yeah. So I feel that if he goes to the, the AFC, it's not, I don't think there's about many teams that really for him to go to, other than the listed like Jets and you know, um, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, and Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see where he ends up, and then excited to see what happens, and we'll see what, you know, the 49ers do with their quarterback role now. They have a big task, because Purdy really showed up during the year. Um, I feel like at the end, but is the fluke? Uh, it really depends, you know, on how the offseason goes, and how, if he actually goes and plays next year. The Brock Purdy injury is maybe the best possible scenario for Trey Lance. Yeah. Because if Brock Purdy doesn't go down, and they somehow at least stay competitive in that NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy is your starter going into the next season. I think, yeah, because Purdy at this point, even though he's injured, he's more proven than Trey Lance now. Yeah. And Trey Lance, I will say, looked pretty good in his games that he did play. But he, you know, obviously got injured, and Garoppolo played well, then got hurt, and then Purdy came in there, obviously, and balled out. So, so obviously, Trey Lance, the starter now to start the season. He's got to really, really, really show that he's worth the top three draft pick they got him with. Yes, yeah, they he got has a to guy, step Brock up. Purdy, that 
can very easily run that system. Either way, though, I think Niners are best-case scenario now because they have trade value. They have a top roster. They have trade value with Garoppolo and trade value with Purdy if they get rid of him. Or, or Trey Lance. Or Trey Lance. It depends on really what they roll with. Or they have one of the best backups in the league. Yeah. So I feel like 49ers are just winning because their roster is already one of the most complete in the league by far. Uh, also very uh, good situation for them cap-wise. Both yeah. Lance and Purdy on rookie deals, so yeah, they don't have to worry about paying them. And yeah. they can pay the guys they already need to pay. And without know. Garoppolo, there's you know more cap room freed up. Um, you're gonna have players that are gonna want paid, you know, sometime soon. Obviously, um, did they pay Nick Bosa? They would have had to, I think. I believe so because he was drafted in 2018, I think. Uh, yeah. So I feel like they definitely have. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of money to dish out, but getting rid of Garoppolo will definitely be... Um, I'm sure they did. I don't remember an extension yep, right okay. now. But. Uh, Bosa signed a six-year contract for $149.36 million. So he's averaging $27 million per year. So they got McCaffrey Yikes. under contract. Mm-hmm. Debo's Is Debo paid? Debo, I believe, is paid, yep. So um, the Kittle's obviously paid as well. Yeah. Trent Williams is obviously paid. Yep, um, three-year, $71 million contract. So they have a lot of money into the star star players. I feel like Garoppolo's making a decent amount of money per year. Yeah, that'll free up a bunch of money. Yeah. Then, so. Yeah, well, obviously they signed him to be there. but Well, yeah, coming from New England, he's making actually... Seven's a lot for a guy that you don't really need, though. Yeah, seven for so. backups quite a bit. So I feel like they'll have a little more money, and these rookie deals seems to be the wave for quarterbacks now to win. Right. Like, success for teams. They have this rookie deal. They have all these players surrounding them. You have someone like Burrow on a rookie deal, and then you have the team around him. They can add more players because they're not paying him a lot yet. Mm-hmm. Well, even their star players mostly are on rookie deals other than Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. It's all these draft pick teams that are, have them stacked up, get real, a lot of their picks to hit even in the later rounds, and then they're set up because they don't yeah. have to pay anyone. They can bring in stars. Being bad pays well. <laughs> Well, the Bengals were bad for a long time. And they flipped around real fast. Speak to the Bengals. Joe Mixon, another controversy. Uh, charges were dropped, but he was accused uh, again of, you know, some pretty serious crimes. Uh, do you think they're going to get rid of him? I don't think they're going to get rid of him, but they need to sit him down and tell him to grow up because this is the second time he's had an incident with a woman since Oklahoma. Yeah, and I... Obviously an incredible talent, but if you have that in your locker room, it's really a bad image for your team, and I feel like he definitely needs to turn his career, like, off-the-field career around quite a lot, you know, uh, for them to keep him around. Yeah. I feel um, he's run out of chances, in my opinion. If he was a quarterback or a receiver or a linebacker, I think you try really hard to get him to kind of fix it, but... Mm. This has got to be his last chance at the position he plays because it's such a replaceable position. In Running the NFL. back might be the most replaceable position so, in all of NFL. I mean, the NFL. you saw Samaje Pirine even when Mixon was out. Pirine tore up the Steeler defense this year. Yeah. So I feel like even as an incredible talent, running back is so replaceable at this rate. Um, you have you could have anyone step in really and uh, play a great role. The Browns have had three guys step in really that have all performed. So. I think there's maybe only one or two running backs that you don't want to get rid of right now. Christian McCaffrey, yep. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, yeah, completely agree. I feel like uh, even with a more of a down year, Kamara is still a great talent out there. Uh, Dalvin Cook was hurt a little bit, but Dalvin Cook could still run through defenses. But um, the main one, 
Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I feel like he still ran through teams when he played. Yeah, and he's obviously on the downside of his prime, but still Even his downside, very, he, very, very good. He had a few games where he fizzled out and it wasn't great, but then he also had those games where he tore defense up. One guy you didn't mention, mention, Josh Jacobs, had a big turnaround. Yeah, good for Josh Jacobs. He had a really good year. He uh, was really starting to. Him and Mad Max uh, Crosby were really the only bright spots on that team. And obviously Tay, but it's yeah. tough without a quarterback, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, completely agree. I feel like Devontae had a down year, but even say he had a down year, look at the quarterback he had to work yeah. with this year. And for a down year, those are really, really good stats. Yeah, so. a down year for him is still an incredible year, but he's not wasn't eclipsing almost 2,000 yards again. Going into the year, Josh Jacobs was probably a B to C tier running back in the yep. NFL. I mean, he wasn't highly thought of by many. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's a he had a great year. He's probably in the top tier. He was, yeah, backs. he was definitely tearing people up for sure. There were a lot of good run, rookie running backs this year. Sure were. Kenneth Walker came in there. Brees Hall. Brees Hall came in there. Um, oh, my God, the guy for the Texans. Um, Damian, Pierce, Damian Pierce. James Cook. Jalen Warren. And James Cook did not get a lot of time, but when he ran, he's super fast, and he was great at finding the hole. Jalen Warren for the Steelers. Uh, yeah, so I feel like the running back is very replaceable because there's so much talent at that position with so little spots on a roster for also, running back. Also, another thing there is that most teams are going to tandems or trios now mm. because they don't want to wear out one guy. So, I mean, almost every team is running at least two guys a game, if not three. Yeah, the running back's just not as valuable as it used to be. Receiver, there's so, just as much talent at receiver, maybe even more, but, but you roster six, seven receivers a lot of the time, so the more talent, the better. Yeah. So you have all these great receivers coming in and playing for these teams, but uh, running back, you have one or two guys normally. And that's why you see more teams picked up, like a trio and things like that of running backs that can just carry the workload. Yeah. I mean, at the receiver position, you still got to be a dude to take over the game. Like, you can't rely on a good old line, good play call. You got to run the good route. You got to make a great catch. You got to finish the run. Yeah. Running backs, if you have a great old line, I mean, you don't really need to be a dog to yeah, take the game over. Like, for example, I remember back, obviously Le'Veon Bell was thought of as a great running back, but without that Steelers O-line, he wasn't going to be yeah, what, he what, was. what he was. Same with Zeke Elliott with that Dallas O-line. You can see now that he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, another guy we didn't mention, Austin Eckler, undrafted, you know, um, undrafted free agent obviously all the way back down all the way back then was the seventh listed running back when they signed him and now he's all the way up and maybe the best running back other than like McCaffrey um so Austin Eckler I feel like might be another guy that you really don't want to lose but I feel like part of his offense comes with what you see with a lot of great the running backs you don't want to lose now is they're versatile and they can be a receiving back as well his pass catching is what uh puts money on the table for him no he really very uh Average to below average runner between the tackles, yes. but his pass catching ability is what makes him special. He's he, very shifty too. His run after the er, yeah, the run after the catches, yeah. uh, phenomenal. And um, so I feel like even with McCaffrey too, McCaffrey, you saw him throwing, you saw him catching, you saw him running. <laughs> either way, he was getting yards. So yeah. I feel like with a passing offense, you also need receiving backs. Mm-hmm. Um, a few last things on the NFL. Uh, Arian Foster said on the podcast that the NFL was scripted and it's kind of been blowing up all over Twitter, Instagram, just everywhere. Uh, even the NFL commenting, making like jokes on it. Yeah. Uh, 
kind of ridiculous, honestly. Yeah, I think I think it's funny that all the jokes being put on Twitter and Instagram about it. It's oh, it's definitely amusing. oh, it's pretty eye opening. But it's it, some fans are actually taking it seriously, and I think it's I don't know how. I feel like maybe like the refs are biased in a few games a little bit, but I feel like you can't script an NFL game. I think NFL fans are just so funny because. No matter if your team wins or loses, the, the losing team, you'll go to the comments on their Twitter or their Instagram. Oh, this team versus refs. The game was rigged. The game Fire was rigged. The and no, I see I mean, that. Your team, your team just lost. You can't win every game. Even as a Bills so. fan, Bills versus ref, Bills versus ref. No, we, we, we played terrible. We deserved to lose. Yeah. It's not Bills versus ref when you lose by 20 points or yeah. any team when you get blown out. Even if, even if they do have a bad call that costs you a game, I mean – you could have had two or three other plays throughout that game that changed the outcome, not just that one play. Yeah, so I feel like you can't really necessarily say game is rigged, especially with the skill factor that comes to. You can't rig making a last-second you know, field goal kick. You can't do no, that. I mean, those dudes are kicking the ball 50 yards. Like, I might be able to skid one 50 yards on the ground. But <laughs> not even. No. no, but even things like fumbles and things like that, it's so unpredictable. Some of these ridiculous catches, you can't script it, you know, catching it one-handed behind your back. Like, no. that's just not possible. Can't script live games. It's just fans are delusional sometimes, uh, a lot of the time. You even saw a lot of fans take this seriously. Oh, Damar Hamlin clone rumors coming out. Like, no, this dude just doesn't want to show his face. He just has some major. I feel like yeah. calling saying that he's a clone is completely ridiculous. A lot of people just want to do anything to discredit the NFL or anything they stand for. Yeah, if it was truly scripted, I think the Bills would be in the Super Bowl after all of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Instead of getting just killed by the Bengals, so. But I think the NFL and the fans can sometimes get they can get out of hand with what they think. So yeah. Um. Now moving on, hockey. Um, some NHL. Uh, we're going into you know the All Star break. The Sabers had a five one loss. Uh in their final game, but they're also still right in the playoffs. Uh, so they're only a few points out still, um, and I think they still have a very good track. But for the All-Star game, um, I think it was actually pretty good. I feel like the skills events were, you know, fun. You had um, Darlene got second place when it came to the hardest shot. Uh, the hardest shot was won by uh, Vancouver Canucks center Elias Patterson. Pedersen yeah. um, with 103.2 miles per hour, which that's being a goalie, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's only the fourth forward to ever win like the hardest shot. Yeah. Joining uh, Ovechkin, Fedorov, and Frederick Modin, uh, the most recent being Ovechkin in 2018. So you normally see defensemen win because they're bigger, obviously. But it was cool to see a center actually get in there. Uh, I was pretty disappointed that Tage Thompson didn't get a chance to compete in the hardest shot because I think he would have broken 103.2 by a long shot. Oh, yeah. Tate Tom- uh, yeah. He shoots that in game, 103.2, on his one-timers from the from his I, office over there on the power play. I, <laughs> I mean, if he had a running start like these guys get, yeah. he might have broken Chara's record. That guy has the hardest shot I've ever seen in my life. What's the record? Chara got up to like 107, 108 one year. You have to feel for goalies. That I mean, it's one of the hardest positions in sports when it comes to both soccer and hockey. Yeah. And I feel like it'd be terrifying standing there when a guy has an open shot and, or a slap shot and shoots it right at you. Padding can only do so much for 103 miles per hour. Yeah, I mean, getting hit in the stomach, arm. Yeah. That thing's not soft, and it's coming. And yeah. it's cold. 
Definitely. So, so. that's the problem with, uh, you know, being a goalie. So I give him tremendous props for standing in there and openly taking shots and blocking them. And that, I couldn't do it, even mm-hmm. if I could skate. <laughs> no, I'm, I wouldn't want to do it either. And no. it's so much skill. You almost have to guess where the puck's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so past that, uh, you had New York Islander center Brock Nelson uh, win the actually shooting event over Flames forward Nazem Kadri. Um, yeah, Kadri beat Connor McDavid by inches uh, earlier in there after McDavid had a ridiculous nine point nine four nine four second first attempt at the accuracy challenge. So his first round was obviously insane. You know, yeah. the, if you saw the clip of it, it was crazy. Um, he's the GOAT. Connor McDavid's uh, the best player in hockey. I think he's the most talented player of all time. I Controversial, I don't know. Most talented? Maybe easily. most, but Gretzky's accolades will never be matched, I feel. No, but the way that the hardest, or sorry, the, the skill it takes to play hockey now and how dominant he is now in today's league, I, I would take him over anybody ever. Yeah, no, it's he, he competes in almost every one of these events, and he's just insane to watch. Yeah, no, he makes everyone that he's playing with look like children. He like just his stick skills and everything. And McDavid is just, I mean, he leads in points almost every year. He's having a ridiculous season. But you say that a, a ridiculous season for him. We say he has a ridiculous season every year. He does. It's Connor McDavid. He does, and he's still really young. So, um, Brock Nelson. Kind of a shock. He's not one of the guys you think of as one of the more skilled guys in the NHL. He's kind of a gritty forward. Mm-hmm. Pretty, really, really good player for the Islanders. But yeah, it's, I mean, if you're thinking about accuracy, I mean, you think McDavid or Kadri. It's a lot different, but, though, because in a skills event, I guess there's no one really coming at you or anything. You yeah. just, you know, take some shots. And at the end of the day, they're all having fun out there. Yeah. Um, the fastest skater uh, was. Svechnikov. Yeah, Svechnikov won the fastest skater with a 13.699 time. Uh, good for him, obviously. I can't skate at all, so uh, <laughs> this is my uh, my favorite event to watch. It's pretty fun. Yeah, no, I think that I don't know. It's interesting because it's less of for an actual hockey event. Like it's kind of just who can skate the best. So I, yeah. I guess it's more entertaining than actual skills challenges. Um, but still, really impressive by him, obviously. Uh, Kill McCarr wiped out around one of the corners. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I feel like. Compared to the NFL, this All-Star game is a lot more just... They have a lot more fun, and I guess they don't take it as seriously playing, but there's still players out there trying to score goals and players out there, you know, giving it their all sometimes. Yeah. Just way less than the NFL, or way more than the NFL does, you know. Um, the skills competition for a duo won by Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby uh, because Ovechkin Jr., uh, Got an assist from Ovechkin, the beautiful moment. Yeah, it, obviously they you know let him score, but uh, it was also just a beautiful moment to watch. The kid was so excited. And I think that you know that was really fun. Yeah. So like, I really good for them. Um, outside the All Star game, um, the NHL ratings, which you know not something I normally talk about, but the Sabers got a little bit of love for once. Yeah, uh, playing, playing the, the Super Sixteen. Yeah, and you had uh, two X Factor players now. Um, Tate Thompson and Darlene bolt over in 90 club so I think it's cool if uh, you're a fan of the games to see that Sabres uh, actually get some support for once yeah um, Sabres are usually the punchline of the league it's awesome 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 and refreshing to see them kind of get some love now yeah they, they, it's deserved truthfully yeah. um, Bo Horvat 8 years 68 million dollar extension 
<laughs> you don't sound like you agree with that. I don't hate it for the Islanders, but I don't love it either. He's having a really, really good year. Yeah, he's having his best year, but eight years is a long time. Also, though, I mean, we don't know if his stats are legit. He was on a really bad Vancouver team. Uh, really the only – well, they got Pedersen, but – Yeah, when you're the only option, your stats are going right. to be inflated. He's almost like what Eichel was doing in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, we see Eichel now. He's he's still a good player, but he's worth not, the money he's getting – He's not as good, I don't think, as so, what his contract says. Horvat's still young, though. He's having a really good goal-scoring season. So it's interesting. it'll be interesting to see how he does with the Islanders. I think just the contract was a little earlier. If he can keep it up, obviously, maybe, you know it'll be worth it. But at this point, I feel like uh, they should have given it a little bit of time to sign an eight-year deal. Yeah. Um, it worked out for the Sabres. I mean, Tage Thompson had one good season, and they gave him seven-year extension. And obviously, he's... A top five center in hockey right now. See, maybe but. it's a confidence thing. Maybe like if you tell a player, you know, you're worth this much money, he's gonna be like, go out and try and prove himself. Or maybe it could be the opposite. He's like, I made this much money, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was hard. I was skeptical of the Thompson deal at the time because yeah. of the lack of a track record. But but if he that's keeps why it I'm up, not a GM in the yeah. NHL. So that's a fair point. If he keeps it up, great for him. You know, great for the Islanders. But we'll have to see. You know, in the upcoming years, if he can maintain this level of play. Um, other sports news, um, baseball. Uh, Otani is entering his contract year. Do you think he's going to stay with the Angels? I don't think he's staying with the Angels, but I think he's staying in Los Angeles. I think he could be a really good fit with the Dodgers. You think he's going to go to the Dodgers? They have the money to pay him, yep. obviously. He's already out there. He loves California, but the Angels organization is kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. They, they have the two best players in the entire sport, and they can't find a way to win around them. Yeah, no, they Mike Trout might be the most talented player I've personally seen outside of like a pool host in my you know watching uh, actually play. And, and obviously, Shohei's the best player on the planet right now. Yes, and look at their actual playoff wins and playoff berths. It's it's sad to see for someone that great that they can't win without him, and it goes to show that the Angels organization is still a mess. If you can have those players and not win, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think the Dodgers always looking to upgrade their rotation, which obviously Otani would be their ace. Yeah, without salary cap, though, you know, and now spending constantly. with the National League having the DH, he's going to be their DH every single day, also. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty good fit for me, in my opinion. They spend a lot of money. You think the Mets have any shot? I think the Mets have a shot. I think the Yankees obviously are always in play for these guys with the money they spend. Um, yeah. You know, ideally he stays in red and goes to St. Louis. No, he's not going to Cardinals. I, if he was a Cardinal, uh, they really need a pitcher right now. They could use a DH, so uh, I, I would not be opposed to that idea as a uh, Cardinals fan. I don't think they got the money. Think he's, he's going to the Buccos? No. <laughs> no I, I, he's gonna get, I think this contract he's about to get is going to be the highest paid baseball player in the history of the game. Yeah, he's gonna, he has to make a lot of money. And it's going to be by it. a large margin. Yeah, I th- I, he's going to make more than the Pirates payroll probably. Times four. Times four. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So we'll see, we'll have to see. You know where he ends up, but I really don't see him staying in Angel unless they really offer him a lot of money. So, or they prove to him this season that they can win with him. Um. Also coming up, 19 days from spring training. Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go. I'm excited for baseball to be back. Uh, my team fizzled out. Uh, Cardinals in three games. 
against, you know, a good Philly team, but it's still disappointing with how they finished with the MVP uh, with Paul Goldschmidt. So we'll have to see where they go. Uh, definitely they have a lot of older talent, but they have a few young players in there, like Tommy Edmond and uh, the Montgomery was a great pitcher coming in there this year. So we'll have to see what happens with the Cardinals. And the Pirates, positive direction. Yeah, improving their lineup, uh, infusing a little bit of uh, veteran leadership into mm-hmm. their lineup instead of just bringing up for some raw prospects that really have no business being there quite yet. PMC is a great environment to go to, obviously, or in my opinion. And O'Neill Cruz, <laughs> oh my God, he's terrifying. He's a young he, yeah, star, young star. He can he ropes the ball. If you are not into baseball, there's no better time to get into baseball than right now with all the young stars. Yeah, there is a lot of young talent right now in baseball, and with spring training coming up, you know, the season hasn't is beginning soon. It's a good time to, you know, get into it and just watch a few games, learn something. I think the, the marketing for baseball right now is a lot better than it has been my whole life. I think that a lot of more young people are starting to get interested in the game well, due you, to the flair that the young stars bring. Like, well, you yeah. got Acuna, J-Rod. Yeah. Otani, Tatis, Tatis, Cruz. You have players that, unlike traditional baseball where you get thrown at, are having fun out there. They're taunting. They're you know yeah, getting I mean, really into the game. Good stuff now. Baseball is an intense game. Baseball's art, and you know I, especially live, it's just an absolute wonder to go out and watch. Yeah, and it's fun to see these young players really get into the game and bring some of their own flair in a new new era of baseball, in my opinion. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun season. Yeah, definitely excited. We'll see where my team goes. I feel like the Cardinals, uh, second most championships all time, are never completely out of it. And baseball's a sport where if you get hot at the right time, you can win it all. Yeah, uh, the Cardinals, model organization. They're, they're one of those teams that are just so annoyingly good every year that they just never go away. Yeah, they're like past, but the problem is uh, they're, you know, my team, so... Yeah, <laughs> uh, they have players, you know, uh, statistically that a lot of people don't like, but you know, especially with like Yadier Molina, love Molina, but players outside of the organization, if he's not on your team, you probably don't like him as much. So I feel like the Cardinals statistically have been, you know, one of the more disliked teams, especially by people in like the division things like that nature, but. um I feel like now with Pool Poolhouse now retired, Molina's now retired, the younger players are coming in. I feel like it's gonna they're gonna be, you know, more fun. I'm ready for the next generation. Yeah. Uh all these young guys makes it so much more uh exciting. Mm-hmm. Even as just a baseball fan, not just as a fan of a singular team. It's just Yeah. Good to see the sport getting the love it deserves because it's becoming more of a youth sport. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Baseball, it's it, the emotions get high in the big moments. Um, I know the moment that gets me emotional: T. Gordon's home run uh, a few years ago. I think it was his first of the season. Was that his only, one of his only of the season? Yeah, I believe. He, yeah. But um, very emotional moment there. Uh, you have David Freeze in the World Series, 2011, um, where you know he hit the walk off uh, that allowed St. Louis to go to Game Seven. It's just. Baseball's art, and right now, it's definitely time to get into it. Yeah. Last year's 
postseason was electric. Oh my the god! The run the Phillies made. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper owns the city of Philadelphia. He is the king of Philadelphia. I don't care if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Bryce Harper is Philadelphia. You saw Philly really get into baseball, and that's something you really don't see. I feel like their major teams. No one talks about the Phillies, and they were doing well, and everyone was like, everyone was backing the Phillies. So it was cool to see. I would have loved to go to a game at the bank last year because I mean, yeah, Harper coming up to the plate. He's just the, everyone's on their feet. You know he's going to hit a home run. He hits a home run. He's electric. electric. And yeah. I've always been a big Bryce Harper guy. He's one of the true pioneers of the new age of baseball. Overhated. Yeah. Very much so. He's very much one of the big reasons that baseball is as exciting as it is right now. Due to the fa- the way he's always played the game. He's kind of inspired others to come out of their shell. Yeah, completely agreed. I really love Harper. Yeah. So, And even though he beat my Cardinals, I was still rooting for them in the series. Uh Tired of the or, uh, yeah, tired of the Astros. Uh, liked them a few years ago, and then their cheating scandal came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm good on, I'm good on them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not about that. Um, basketball wise, uh, NBA, quite a few like um, big news segments. I feel like the biggest thing though, Kyrie Irving traded mm-hmm. to the Dallas Mavericks after requesting requesting another trade, which seems to be a common common theme of like his career. I just wonder when he's gonna realize like. How lucky he was to play with some of his teammates that he's demanded out of. Yeah, he's uh, played with LeBron, Durant, Harden, Tatum. People are questioning, like people questioned KD's loyalty uh, when he went to Golden State. Which, yeah, obviously that was really bad. But Kyrie deserves some questioning a little bit when you have KD who actually stayed there and wanted to play with him, and then you have Kyrie wanted to leave. He wanted to leave Cleveland. He wanted to leave Boston. Now he left the Nets, and I mean, is he going to be happy anywhere or? He's just gonna complain. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't uh, doesn't learn from his past mistakes. Um, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, so I feel like I don't, I can't. It's tough to say who won the trade though between the two. Um, so Kyrie Irving is now a Maverick. Uh, now a net again, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been there a handful of times. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Dorian Finney-Smith, great defender going there. A second, 2027 second-round pick, a 2029 first-round pick, and a 2029 second-round pick, uh, all unprotected, uh, going to the uh, the Nets. So I feel like we'll have to see how it plays out. I feel like it's going to be interesting to see Kyrie Irving with Luka Doncic. Um, they lost a lot of defenders, but maybe they got a, the scorer they needed with yeah. Kyrie. Yeah. Still, obviously, a really great player. He's so talented with the ball in his hands, but he's, he's tough to play with unless you can really control him like LeBron did for a long time. Yeah. He kind of – he's he's out there, obviously, mentally. He wants that number one role, but he's, again, a number two going to Dallas. Yeah. And I feel like he's a good number two, but he needs to – if he's, he needs to suit up. And this is his first time going to the West. So it's going to be a completely new atmosphere. He's playing a lot of teams that, you know, he doesn't play often. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how Kyrie plant pans out. I feel like the Nets actually got a pretty good haul for, you know, for what he has been. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's always something with Kyrie. Yeah. He's a very controversial player, draws a lot of attention. Great player, though. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the Mavs may win briefly. But, I mean, there's always that possibility that he wants out again. Yeah. 
Um, so they have a mini big three going, I guess. They have um, obviously Luca, Kyrie, and Christian Wood when he's healthy. Is still gets a lot of boards, puts mm-hmm. up points. So um, I feel like the Dallas is gonna gonna win more games now. But I also feel that they lost quite a few defensive pieces. Kyrie's not the strongest defender in the world. He's not very good at defense. No. Uh, so they're going to give up a lot of points again. So they're just going to have to outscore. Which they may. I mean, Luka, Kyrie, Kyrie's good for a 30-burger any night. Luka's good for a 40-burger any night. 40, 50, maybe 60. Luka yeah. is phenomenal. So, um, I think right now, the way the West is shaping up right now, the Mavs can win this season, this hmm. trade. But for their future... We'll have to see. I'm skeptical. I give. I think I'm gonna give the Mavericks like a C. A I was gonna go C plus. Yeah, I was gonna go C plus for the area. Nets. And for the Nets, I'll go. I'll give them a B just because of how short notice they had to get this trade together. Yeah. Um. They got I, a first round pick for a guy that wasn't gonna be there. He may not even be in the league yeah. anymore by the time that pick comes around. That's still six years into the future. Yeah. Uh, so. Which I guess it's a while away, but come that time, if they have built up picks, it's you know. Really gonna look good for them. Uh, the Especially, Nets, you never know how good either of those teams are gonna be. I mean, if you're the Nets and the Mavericks are one of the worst teams in basketball at this point, yeah, you have a shot for some generational prospect. I mean, it's unprotected. You could, yeah, you, never know. you don't know how good they're gonna be in 2029. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But at this point, I think I'll give them maybe a B, B plus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Mavs, I'll give a C. But Kyrie could pan out, and if he works out with Luca and they win, I mean, I could be completely wrong. Um, hopping back to football real quick. Uh, AJ Green just announced his retirement as Breaking we're recording. News. Yeah, uh, AJ Green. I feel like the last few years has been he's been a little washed, but he's very underrated for his career at this point now. For he put up great numbers for quite a few years, uh, especially with the Bengals, with kind of poor quarterback play at times too. So I feel like AJ Green definitely very underrated, and uh, I hope his retirement treats him well. Yeah, uh, as a Steelers fan. I've always had a lot of respect for A.J. Green, watching him play two times a year. He, uh, The only guy on those Bengal teams that ever worried me was A.J. Green because he was a guy that was big and tall enough to go over the defender, mm. but he's also fast enough to get by the defender. Yeah. He was just one of those special receivers that kind of, I don't want to say wasted his career in Cincinnati, but he, if he played in a championship contending team, he would have helped him out a lot in his prime. I mean... When your quarterback's the red rock, the red rifle, I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he made Andy Dalton look a lot better than he was. He, Andy Dalton got a lot of credit for having A.J. Green in his receiving room. Yeah, uh, Andy Dalton. Um, I feel like Andy Dalton looked a lot better having A.J. Green. And don't get me wrong, Andy Dalton had a few years in his career where he was pretty good. They never won anything, but I feel like uh, Andy Dalton definitely underrated. But um, A.J. Green, definitely a one of the more underrated receivers and do you think he has a chance at the hall or any of that um i don't think first ballot no but i think as a compiler with numbers he probably will get in eventually i think so uh he's probably got a bunch of all pros i would imagine i don't know his accolades right now i wasn't yeah quite prepared but breaking news and yeah i mean if who's the dude from dallas that got in a couple Uh, years ago oh i i know who you're talking about from like the 70s because yeah. if he got in, A.J. Green's getting in for sure. Yeah. Eventually. And A.J. Green was just dominant. He was one of the best receivers. Drew Pearson, for, is that who it is? I think it was. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually A.J. Green will be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Uh, so, shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out A.J. Green. If you're listening, I know you're not, <laughs> but uh, 
just in case. <laughs> yeah. If you're like 89.7 WALF, you know, you're just like, yeah, I'm AJ Green. Go for it. Other uh, <laughs> news, NBA stuff. Uh, LeBron, 36 points uh, to beat the all-time record. He's playing Tuesday against Thunder. I think against that Thunder defense, gives up a lot of points. He has a very valid chance. Yeah, I'm excited to watch him get this record. I mean, it's history. Yeah, he's it's something that's been being talked about for f- four or five years now that he's on pace to beat Kareem's record. Now we're finally seeing it happen. Yeah, uh, I mean, Kareem, top five for me. Kareem, you know, phenomenal talent, and <coughs> to see LeBron break a record that big is. I mean, I didn't think it'd be broken anytime. Like, uh, if you told me 10 years ago that it would be broken, I was like, nah. But LeBron, his longevity has really shown, you know, how, like, he's still at the top of his career, it seems. Like, he's still yeah. playing at the top level. Zero drop by LeBron. Which is really impressive. And, it, I mean, it probably goes a lot to, like, his work ethic and the medical. He puts over a million in his body every year, just yeah. like Brady does. And he's still, I mean, you watch him, you would, you wouldn't think he was thirty-eight. You think he's twenty-eight. No, you see highlight plays from when he was twenty-five, and then when he was, you know, thirty-eight, and they look the exact same, which is really impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Uh, Curry gonna miss some time. Had a partial ligament tear. He won't be back until at least after the All Star break. Uh, very disappointing. Obviously, they needed him to win. Yeah. And Curry. It sucks when he's out because he's really one of the most exciting players to watch. Yeah, I think if he can just stay healthy and quit getting injured, he could end up being a top five player of all time. Mm-hmm. The way his accolades have lined up so far, yeah, he's already the best shooter of all time. I, I, he might, he's near my top ten, if not in my top ten right now. Yeah, I mean, I, in my opinion, if I was taking a point guard all time, I'm taking Steph Curry. Yeah, for what but, he's done to the game, though, but he, he's just the most electric shooter I've ever seen. But well wishes to him. I hope he gets better because he's one of my favorites. Yeah, we'll make sure to send him a card or something, and yeah, hopefully <laughs> Curry gets better. Um, fan favorite uh, by Sheck West, uh, Mo Bamba got into an altercation with Austin Rivers. Um, you know, they were throwing hands. Mo Bamba's obviously a huge guy. Austin Rivers, I mean, they're NBA players. They're all pretty big, but <laughs> yeah, Mo Bamba pretty terrifying. Austin Rivers, you know, solid player. Um, Bamba, Bamba got four-game suspension, and Austin Rivers got three. Uh, so... You've seen actually quite a few altercations. Uh, even this week, you had was it Donovan Mitchell and Dylan Brooks the other day, where Donovan Mitchell threw a ball at Dylan Brooks after Dylan Brooks kind of hit him with the low blow. So uh, you've seen quite a few altercations in the last week. Yeah, I, I actually I missed these. Like I haven't been up on my NBA fights, but really, you have to keep up. It's, those are the most exciting part. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I wasn't watching the Orlando Magic, so that's on me. I just saw the highlight play <laughs> where uh, well, most people aren't, but I just saw the highlight play, if you can call it a highlight, yeah, where they were throwing hands really into it. And even Instagram was posted a story by Mo Bamba, like yeah, a picture of them fighting or whatever, saying he wanted all the smoke. So um, fair enough, it's Mo Bamba, big guy, kind of disappointing for his career. Uh, listen to me, you know the music or the song Mo Bamba, great song. Um, <laughs> um, Saturday, you keep seeing more scoring outbursts. We had four players score forty plus on uh, the fourth or on Saturday. Um, Shy, Yogis Alexander, Jamal Murray, Jalen Brunson, and Cam Thompson. Cam Thomas. Cam dude. Thomas. Yeah. He. He. Uh, He's always been a really good scorer. Even in college, he was over 20 a game in college, which you don't see very often. It's not a big name that you hear often, but like he st- he can go out and get points, and that's kind of what he's there for, to get a bucket. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, no, kind of surprising. And Brunson, you know, has been kind of a disappointment, I feel like, for New York Knicks so far. But I feel like this 40-point game shows that he still has the talent there. Uh, So, you know, a a lot of scoring this year. Yeah. Uh, Getting more skilled of a game. Yeah. It comes to a point as, uh, you know, playing offense where the offense is so good that you cannot defend it. You Mm -hmm. can just kind of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, once someone has a bag so deep that they could pull out 40 different moves you haven't seen before and they've been playing 10 years, it's what do you do? Yeah, I mean, every NBA guard can blow by one guy. It's yeah. just if you can finish while well, you're in there. But most can now because we yeah. see these six, 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 seven point guards that are just as big, if not bigger, than some of the guys in the paint. And so. then you have players like Morant. You just have, you know, just expl- Morant, Giannis, just, a, you know, they're finishing all over the place. Very explosive. Yeah. And- um, Giannis uh, had uh, 35.11 assists, 15 rebounds, triple double the other night. Uh, he also had on the second a 54.19 rebound showing. <laughs> we'll cut the Giannis. Yeah, shout out Giannis. Yeah, shout out Giannis. Just a phenomenal player out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, yeah, Giannis phenomenal player. Just has to, <laughs> yeah, he has to be near the top in the MVP for me. And now there, he averages over thirty, obviously, and he can, he's good for a fifty burger almost any night. So, dude's balling right now. You can't guard him. He's impossible to guard, and that's the problem. He's and uh, a thirty-five point triple double is <laughs> pretty impressive. So thirty-five points, like I said, eleven assists, fifteen rebounds. That's you know really good. He gets boards. He gets points. He even was dishing the ball. Um, Jokic also had a triple double, which he's pretty good for. Probably one of the best passing big men I've ever seen. So <laughs> it's really nice to see. Um, pretty much positionless basketball at this point. You have a point guard center hybrid when it comes to Jokic yeah. at this point. Yeah, he's, and he runs the floor, and he, that's why he's near the top in MVP. Same with Giannis. I mean, he can dribble the ball up the floor if he has to. Yeah, with three dribbles. Which <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Celtics uh, are a game ahead of the Bucks for first in the East right now. The East is. Um, Still, it's not as competitive, but it's still a little competitive with those two obviously going out and then a few teams just a few games behind. Nuggets um, are far ahead in the West, like four and a half games at this point, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so they're, you know, have a little bit of a lead on the uh, Grizzlies and uh, close behind the, uh, yeah, close beside the three seed, though, in the nine seed. So besides those two, there's a. Uh, all the teams are pretty close with the three seeded Kings and the nine seeded Pelicans. They're separated by two and a half games. Yeah. So they really showed. Huh? Crazy. Yeah. Which the Pelicans were near the top. They had a 10 game losing streak that was just snapped. Um, they've won two straight now, mm-hmm. beating, I believe it was the Lakers to snap the streak, and then they beat the Timberwolves. Uh, so you see the Pelicans um, without their star players. They're struggling a little bit, but it's nice to see them rebound. Yeah, once, he's, once Zion's back, I think that's a team to watch out for in the West, too. Yeah. Um, Indiana beat Purdue uh, in college basketball. Uh, kind of an upset. Uh, 79-74. Yeah. Uh, Purdue, very talented team. Uh, you know, they're really good in the paint. Um, Virginia Tech. One uh, second. Shout out Trace Jackson Davis. That guy can hoop. He can Indiana. definitely hoop, yes. That boy's nice. That boy's nice. Virginia Tech. Unranked, beat number six, Virginia. 
74 to 68, kind of a little bit of a rivalry. Yep. Uh, you see that a lot with rivalries, even when they shouldn't be close. You know, you have teams play competitively, and this time Virginia came on top. Um, Iowa State, number 13, beat Kansas, number 8. Not as much of an upset, just because they're close in seeding, but still you have three top 10 teams losing, which... On one day. Yeah. You know, the, see uh, happen often. Iowa State, watch out for them in March. That's a team I think can go a long ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cyclones always have a pretty good uh, basketball program, and I feel like, you know, I'm not super surprised for them to beat Kansas, and they're still very talented. They're going to go up in the ranking. Uh, local news, St. Bonaventure beat Dayton 68-59. Yes, to 59. Yes, sir. Chad Venning. Bonaventure, not the biggest D1 school, but they can sometimes make a tournament. Um a little bit of success in their history, and as a smaller school, I feel like they're one of the better smaller schools. Dayton included. Dayton for a small school has been pretty impressive for their history in the last 20 years. So good on Bonaventure, and let's hope they can make a tournament. Chad Venning uh, took Deron Holmes to school. Deron Holmes one of the best defensive big men in the country, let alone the A-10. Yeah. Chad Venning, 17 points, 8 for 9 from the field on him, 8 rebounds. Mm. Obviously, Holmes had 21 as well, but Chad Venning... Very underrated big. Yeah. In the A ten. Completely agree. Um and finally we're gonna do um we're gonna do a draft for the all star game. Uh they're gonna draft before the game who we would take. Uh I'm gonna be representing Team Giannis. Brandon's gonna be representing Team LeBron. So obviously, you know, Giannis is starting center, LeBron's gonna be starting where are you starting him at? Um he can I'm play putting him all. at the three. You're putting him at the I'm three. Putting LeBron at the three. Okay. Uh I'll allow you to get the first pick. I'll take okay. So I got the first starters. You get the first reserves pick then. Yes. Okay. Uh, give me uh, give me Steph Curry. Valid. Okay. That's my boy. I have to go with Luka Doncic. I'll put him at three. Yeah, yeah. Just because Luka is one of the best players out there. And you he is. That, take that's him. who I would have taken if not for Curry. But yep. Now I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take Jokic. Fair. I have my center with Giannis, so not much of a need. Right. Um, I had a feeling I could get him, so. Yeah, so um, I'm going to take my four then, and I'm going to take Kevin Durant. It's not a bad pick either. Um, so right now i got Curry, LeBron, and Jokic, so I need a two-guard, I need a four-guard, or a four. Yep. Um, so why not, for a four, take Jason Tatum? I figured that's who you'd take. Smart decision. Um, ooh. Trying to think of who to take. Um, I'm gonna take Donovan Mitchell over Kyrie right now. That's who I wanted. So, I mean, you can take him. So you're stuck with. I'm well, gonna take. Stuck. Well, I could take Zion at the two, but I don't really want to do that. So I'm gonna take Kyrie at the two. That's and what I'm, I figured you'd. Do. I'm not too upset with it though. I think Kyrie's a really good basketball player. Okay, so that gives me Zion, uh, coming in there. Um, so I'll probably move. I'll probably move Luca to a guard position and put Zion. More at like a forward. Yeah. Um, so I'm going I'm to rock my starting five right now. I got Steph Curry, yeah. Kyrie, okay. LeBron, Tatum, Jokic. Valid. I have Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, KD, Giannis. Yeah. So I feel, you know, starting five. Uh, I get the first reserve pick, correct? Yes. I, with how he played, I think he should have been a starter. I'm, I have to take Shy. Shy? The guard, yeah. That's fair, but I'm going to take an MVP candidate, a guy that definitely should be a starter in the East. Yep. One of my favorite players in the league. Give me Joel Embiid. Completely respectful. Um, ooh. For the second one, 
I feel like I need. I just need more guard talent at this point. Uh, but I also want a guy that can score. So I think I might go Paul George. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna put him at the, yeah small forward. He's he's a really good shooter too. Yeah, can't go wrong with shooting. Um, looking at these names. I need another guard off the bench, but I would also need some star power off the bench with Embiid. I'm just going to try to gain as much as I can. Give me John Morant. John Morant, fair enough. Um, so I don't have many big men at this point. Uh, I feel like with the names remaining, I think I'm going to go with uh, Sabonis. Sacktown. Sacktown. Shout out the Kings. Give great season this year, yeah. All right, so I got a guard off the bench. I got a big off the bench, so I'm going to need a three-year forward off the bench. And the best name I see left on here, even as a total overall player, I'm going to take DeMar DeRozan. Okay, completely respectful. I'm going to throw – I'm going to – actually, I'm going to take another guard and fill out my guards. I'm going to take uh, – no, 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 no. I'm gonna take a true point guard. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Halliburton. Yeah. That's who I wanted. I like Tyler's Halliburton. Duke and Hoop. Yes he can. So it doesn't really matter who I take now. I got all my positions covered on the bench, so I'm just gonna take best player available. And I see a name that sticks out from everybody else. I'm gonna take Damian Lillard. Yep, that's who I was thinking before I went with Halliburton. Um so I need another big man. I don't think Bam. I Bam definitely is not going to be my pick here. I feel like he, out of all the all stars, shouldn't have been. Um, I think I'm going to take Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, I want. I want Laurie Markkinen. I feel like he's going to be great for backup four, maybe a three. Um, but with his size and athleticism, I think that Laurie Markkinen's a good pick always. All right, I see a guy that should have been picked already also here. So I'm going to take Jalen Brown. Yep. Um, now down to three. I could go size, or I could get another guard, but I think I'm going to take more size, and I think I'm going to go Triple J. Yeah, Triple J is a good ball player. Um, so only how many players left now? Three? Yep. I got two of them. I think I'll take, um, I'll take, I'll take Bam out of bio right now. Bam? Yeah. Okay, which leaves me with someone I'm not upset to take, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. That's fine because I wanted Julius Randle anyways. Underrated. Very underrated. Good defender. All right, you you can read off your team first. I'll go second. Okay, starting five, I have Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, um, Zion Williamson, KD, and Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty dominant with KD and Giannis. KD, Zion, and Giannis all in there are really dominant there. And the guards can shoot, Luca obviously. Um, the backups, I have Shy, who I believe should have been a starter in the All Star game. I have Hal Burton, Paul George, Laurie Markinen, Sabonis, and then for some extras, I have Drew Holiday and Triple J. Yeah. So, I already read my starting lineup, but I'll do it again. Steph Curry at the one, Kyrie at the two, LeBron and Tatum, yep. and then Jokic. Oof. A six-man, though, Joel Embiid. So you can switch Jokic and Embiid off the bench with each other. John Morant. That's tough. So you can put Morant in for Kyrie or Steph. You have flashy players, yeah. DeRozan, solid player. Get a bucket anytime. Anywhere from the mid-range. Dame Lillard. Yup. He's a bucket. Of course. Jalen Brown. 
jump out of the gym. He's teamed up with Jason Tatum here. Bam Adebayo and Julius Randle are both my extras, so, I mean, they can still hoop. Who do you think would win this game? I like my squad, man. I like my squad, but I feel like Embiid and Jokic is going to be hard. That's the thing, dude. JoJo and jo- Joel and Jokic. I mean, if you put them out there at the same time, even. But if I have Zion, KD, Giannis, and Luka out there, it's going to be really that. Even with like Jokic or Embiid out there, the size there is just ridiculous, and Zion's so powerful. If I didn't have to run the starters as starters, my lineup would be probably Curry, Ja, mm-hmm. LeBron. Tatum, or no, sorry. I'd go Curry, Ja, LeBron, Jokic, Embiid, and run Tatum off the bench. I think I would bench Donovan Mitchell, call me controversial, and I wouldn't even start Shy. No. I'd start Halliburton as a pure point guard to run that offense. He could dish it out. He's a good player. So, because we, I have shooters. I have people that can score. I have people that can dunk and do that. If you have Halliburton setting them up, one of the truly elite passers right now, I feel yeah. like. I'd be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, outside that, I think that's all we have for today. Oh, I got one more segment. What do you have? I got five NFL teams who missed the playoffs that okay, yeah. make the playoffs next season. Five NFL teams? Okay. I'm cool with that. Okay. So, coming in at number five for me, I do not like them. The Cleveland Browns. The Browns. Let's talk about the Browns. Um, I think they definitely could. Um. Definitely could make playoffs. The Browns have the talents. It really depends on how Deshaun um, Deshaun Watson plays next year. Yeah, not a fan of him, but um, I feel like he still was one of the top quarterbacks like before all these controversies. Mm-hmm. So um, I still uh, I don't um, love him as a guy. Obviously, I think he's gonna have a bounce back. He's too good not to. He he took a whole year off or two years off or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna have a full off season of normalcy now. He can. Get his work in, work with his receivers. They have a great O line. They obviously have two really good running backs. Even if they don't keep Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb's obviously a monster. Nick Chubb is a monster. Yep. So I mean, um, yeah, they have, with that running back tandem, I feel like they're they're always good score. You have some pretty good corners, and Miles Garrett can never be counted out. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. I yeah, John. So I mean, that's a team that. Has the roster? They have playoff experience. Yeah, so that's a team I see. I could see taking a step forward and making it next year. Um, number four for me, I got the Las Vegas Raiders, pending their quarterback acquisition this off season. No, I yeah, that's that's valid. Um, oh, number four, I'm trying to think of who I'd have at three, two, and one right now. Uh. I mean, the Raiders definitely are up there. They have so much talent on the offensive side of the football. I mean, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the game, arguably. Josh Jacobs, arguably the best running back in football last season. Mm. Darren Waller, top three tight end in his position. Um, They're quarterback away, and the rumor is Aaron Rodgers could be going to Vegas, team up with his former receiver. So, I mean, that's obviously one of the scarier duos in football. Yeah. And it just makes the AFC even more loaded than it already is. I think for my number four, I might 
Even though they had a, a loss to the Bills for non playoffs, I feel like with Belichick, the Patriots always have to be out there. That was a team that I didn't have on, but I was seriously considering. I feel like the Patriots are, are always a chance to, you know, go out there, good defensive unit. Uh, Judon had a phenomenal season out there. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones, a little bit of a step back year, but, you know, everyone has a slump. Maybe he can bounce back. I feel like if they draft well and draft, uh, yeah. you know, more offensive weapons, I, I feel like they is, have a yeah, chance. I think this is the year the Patriots draft the receiver in the first round. Because they were in the playoffs for a long time. Or, like, in the playoff race. Um, number three for you? Um, I got the Detroit Lions. See, I have the New York Jets. Pending a quarterback, I feel like the Jets are have a very talented roster. Brees Hall, when he was there, they were winning. You know, Sauce Gardner has been awesome as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett Wilson out there. I, as much as I hate the Jets, I feel like they're definitely up there. Yeah, I like the Jets. I got the Jets at number one. So Yeah, I have um, – yeah, Jets number one. I definitely have them at three, but I feel like my top three are definitely interchangeable. Um, for the Lions, for me. I think they took a huge step forward culturally and as a team. I mean, yep. Dan Campbell has proven that he can win football games with his methods. Um, uh, good running back tandem in Swift and Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. They got really good receiver room, underrated receiver room. They got uh, J-Mo, going to have a full season. Amon Ra. Yeah. Um yeah, no, yeah. J-Mo, Amara, uh, oh my god, you, you just had a lot of players step up, I feel, and Jared yeah. Goff has been falling, you had some good defenders, uh, Anu Marawe is a solid quarterback out there. Yeah, I think they're going to need to take a step up defensively and yeah. get some guys, but... Aiden Hutchinson, though, is... They have the pieces for Yeah, the really good so far, and uh, the, yeah, the running back tandem this year was really impressive for me. Yeah. Um, you know, Williams had... <clears throat> I think it was it 16 or 18 touchdowns this year. Franchise record. Yeah, franchise record and tops in the league for touchdowns. Yep. Uh, outside of quarterbacks, obviously. And um, just Swift had a, a pretty all right season, and I feel like the Detroit Lions can put up points, and they're definitely they're my number one right now just because of the streak they went on at the end. Yeah, I mean, you got the Lions at one, I got the Jets at one, so and then it's each very interchangeable. So I mean, like, and my number we're two though, the same thing. Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel yes, like sir. they struggled at first, but Pickett's definitely the future for them. And you have out there T.J. Watt, a player that could change the game. If you one of the only defenders that can really put you in a game at all times, he's scary. He can make turn turnovers. He can score touchdowns. He he just does everything out there. I could talk about my guys all day. Yeah, I mean, very I, terrifying. We'll start with quarterback, obviously. Kenny Pickett, man. Kenny Franchise. Kenny he has Franchise. Big hands. He's him. Big um, hands. Even when he started out, when he first got his first playing time, the stats might not have shown it, but, I mean, the energy he brings to the huddle, I, I, you can't explain it. Yeah. Like, they had to silence the crowd when he first came into this uh, stadium for his first game against the Jets there in the second mm-hmm. half. That was the loudest the crowd was all year. Yeah, and I feel like with more built around him, you get rid of Canada out there. I'm sorry. I just don't think he's that great of an offensive coordinator. His plays were a little predictable, but you put the ball in Kenny Pickett's hands, and he makes plays out there, and you have you just have a lot of talent, young talent now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's a completely new era for them, getting rid of pretty much everyone from the Big Ben era now. And... Um, it's it's really nice to see. Well, not nice for me, but it's cool to see you know the young talents and players that want to be there. The culture's there. You everyone loves it. So yeah, good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think uh, Pickett's accuracy is probably his best trait. He's mm-hmm. one of the more accurate quarterbacks 
He's a winner. He has that clutch gene. That's something you can never teach Which a player. Which is awesome to see him step up and do that this year. That was huge for his he development. Vi- he blew out. He Yeah, my expectations. And obviously they have the one water. of the best defenses in the NFL. So, yes. I mean, that's never going to go away. I mean, you you have to talk about Minka Fitzpatrick. He's Minka, so good. All and pro. TJ Watt. Alex Highsmith. Cam Hayward. And can go keep going. Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace had a huge year. Cam so- Sutton had a big Listen, year for the boys. Levi Wallace is definitely someone the Bills missed. Yeah. Okay. So that's our top five. Um, these teams could probably make the playoffs this year. I definitely see the Lions there next year. I could see the Pittsburgh Steelers. At I, def- injury. I definitely see my boys in the playoffs next the year. The Jets, I really think, can do it. It sounds weird to say, but I think the Jets truthfully have a chance with a quarterback. I think they get a quarterback. I think the Jets they have draft a chance so well. to contend in not only the AFC wildcard, but their division. Yeah. Okay. Um, now wrapping things up, I... My bad for forgetting that segment, but wrapping, <laughs> wrapping up the podcast, uh, thank you guys for listening to the Booth Review. Uh, I'm Nathan King. Brandon Higley. Brandon Higley. Glad you guys uh, stuck around if you listened, and I appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great, uh, great rest of your week. Later. Soup.